Welcome, Outsiders. You're listening to the H&H Outfitters Podcast. here for a second but a couple things I really don't like one is I you know everything is set up for single like short-term use use it throw it away and I read the other day something that's incredibly interesting um, I think it was like the second leading cause of waste or some is apparel oh yeah apparel is like this massive problem as far mm-hmm. as garbage goes mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that sucks. I, I, I don't like it because that's a business that we're in. Yeah. But it's also the reason that we don't use garbage shirts. Yeah. And, you know, even on our screen printing side with Make Me Tees, you know, when people come in and they go, oh, just give me some cheap shirt. And we won't do it. Yeah. Because it's for the same reason. I, I, I have like a moral issue with just creating something that I know is garbage. You know, listening to the interview with Yvonne Chouinard, I can never say his name right. The, Yvonne Chouinard. The Patagonia guy. Guy that owns Patagonia. Patagonia. Listening to that interview, it it was almost, it almost was like the the motivation for the way that they produce their products, which everybody kind of has this this preconceived notion of why they do what they do, run their business a certain sure. way, right? Exactly what their business ethos is, and you know they obviously um, ecologically minded and all that stuff. They it was almost though as if that they weren't so concerned with that 
as they were concerned with the longevity of the business. And, and obviously that stuff was, you know, on their minds, being sustainable and responsible and all that stuff. But it was, it was more in, it was like more, more of the idea was based in creating quality products that would sustain the business for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, he was talking about, um, he's like, I've never been interested in being a rich person, which he is, but it wasn't his motivation. Mm-hmm. His motivation was just to create quality stuff because he's a he's a creator, not a businessman. And he's like, I always looked at things and thought, I can make better shorts than that. Right. I can make better climbing equipment than that. I, I, I can design something better than what's being put out into the world. Sure. And I don't know. It just was. It was interesting to me when we're talking about stereotypes, which is what we're talking about today. Is you would stereotypically, or you you would stereotype that guy and put him in a box. Mm-hmm. But when you actually sit down and talk to him about the motivation, it was surprising that it was not so much based in being sustainable as much as it was sustainable environmentally. Mm-hmm. It was about being sustainable from a business and product perspective. Which is yeah, that was surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think like you say, there's there's always a way that you can think about somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always that first initial way of looking at it, and then there's the truth. You know. Yeah. Uh, um. So stereotypes. Magnavox. That's always been my favorite Bose. stereotype. Ah, like uh, yeah, Bose is a good stereotype. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to stereotype Bose. Yeah, but. That's a, of, that's a good stereotype. That's a good stereo. Yeah. Type. Right. Um, Let me just stop you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mikey just got that look like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Get out you your white know. new balances and your jean cargo shorts because we're making some. I gotta tell you this. I gotta tell you <laughs> this right now. Because I put together what my Halloween costume is gonna be next year. Uh huh. And. Yeah, I got my wife, myself, and my son. Yeah. So we're going to make three shirts. One that says, I love ceilings. Mm-hmm. The other one that says, I love boxes. Mm-hmm. And a third one that says, I love exhaust. Exhaust and, fan, ceiling fan, and box fan. Right. <laughs> Where an exhaust fan, a ceiling fan, and a box fan, we're going to be a fan club. For <laughs> <laughs> I have thought through a costume that works That's on it. So That's many our show. <laughs> so, yeah, just uh, right there. Oh, there it geez. is. So, so let me ask you this. Work. Let me ask you this. Let's do something. When we're talking, okay. So stereotypes. Typically, get serious. Typically, if we're going to be talking about that as the subject for today, okay. Typically, they're thought of in a negative way. Sure. Right based upon initial assumptions of what a person is supposed mm-hmm. to be like, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, as somebody who knows me extremely right. well, and somebody who knows you extremely well, what each other's perception of how other people view you who don't know you would be. Like, so for example, if you you do know me, but if you didn't, right. what is your perception of what I could be stereotyped as you personally yeah um, and then i'll give you mine of yourself 
I gotta be honest with you, man. That is that is a very. I wish you would have told me you were gonna ask me that question because <laughs> I just you know you're talking about thirty eight years of knowledge. Here. That's what I'm saying. Completely, yeah. just wipe that out. Yeah. Wipe it out. <laughs> that's, that's easy that's to do. So no, if you know someone that well, it's hard to think of. What I honestly can't. Because I, I, I can do Mikey right now. Yeah, I don't know Mikey that well. I'd that's the point. Seconds. That's the point. Stereotyping. What is his stereotype? But because I don't know Mikey that well, it's pretty easy for me to do. Oh With yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. It's very difficult. I, I could tell you this: if I saw you walking down the street toward yeah. me, yeah. I wouldn't talk to you. Yeah. I'd have to just go, eh, no. <laughs> like, eh, I, no. He does that anyways. He's yeah. just yeah. walking up, he's like, there, girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think that that's important because... The stereotype for me is I would look and I would just go, eh, not my kind of dude. Yeah. That's all. Okay, from physical appearance. Yeah, just... Because the, the way the I way carry dress, myself. The way you carry yourself. Yeah, yeah just... Uh, yeah. I would just be like, eh, I'm, no. Yeah. Yeah, just not my kind of dude. Indifferent. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't be like, ah, this guy sucks. But I'm not, I'm not talking about you. Yeah. I'm talking about what you would perceive other people's stereotyping of me would be. Like, what uh, box would I, I, I no fit idea. in? I really have no idea what other people would think of you. You're a very benign character. <laughs> You're beige. You really are. You're just beige. That's it. <laughs> you are about as beige a human being as I know. And that's, that's, not, that's not bad. It's just there's not anything. Your car's not... Outlandish. Mm-hmm. Your clothes are not. They're they're not junky. Yeah. They're not fancy. No. There's no flash. No. Everything about you is a saltine cracker. And <laughs> it's, but I don't think that's that's how you like your life. Yeah. You don't like things that are too high or too low. Yeah. You have set your entire life to be very predictable. Yeah. To be very, you know. Yeah. And so there's really nothing about you short of the brands that we produce sure. that jumps out. So if you I could be a contractor, <clears throat> you could be a But that's exactly what I'm that's what it's actually that's exactly what I'm talking about. So if I was sitting I'll do myself to prove my okay. point. Okay, right? So if I was sitting in the mall and I was sitting on one of those benches, which I tip my whole job in life is to put people in a box. That's my job. Is to look at people and go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Got it? Shirts, pants, hats, mm-hmm. shoes. I don't know who you are. I got it. Mm-hmm. That's my job. If I walked out, if I was sitting there, and I walked out of the store, and I was people watching, and I looked at me, I would go, well, there's a guy who's probably a middle-income guy who is into the outdoors, but maybe isn't like, you know, hardcore wear camo every day kind of guy. Probably a hard-working guy, maybe works in a trade, and is kind of your typical all-American dude. You know, not not a not one way or the other, maybe uh, ideologically or politically. He's just kind of a run-of-the-mill, average, everyday guy, right? Um, but is that a stereotype? No, I... It, I think it is. I think it is because Do you think it is. I think any any sort of. I, I see. I would call that Midwestern. That's, what that's it a good. Like. That's yeah. a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it because I'll, I'll give you. That's a stereotype. Because yep. I'll give you. I'll give you. That's uh, an assessment to me. But your assessment is you're stereotyping them as you're putting them in a box, right? You're using evidence, though. Correct. In front of you, 
to form a conclusion. Correct. Now, it might not be great evidence, but it's evidence. To yeah. me, a stereotype is all fat people are lazy. That's but a stereotype. I, I think it's a form of stereotype because, it, and I think that what has brought me to this point of, of looking at it from this point of view. What's brought you to the slowly stop. <laughs> so poisoning. Okay. It's coming the time for that. It's, it's almost, almost time. time. Um, so what kind of made me that type of person in a way, or what attributed to me thinking that way, is when I was in a band. And when I was in a band, there it was, I got into this genre of punk rock, if you will, rock and roll you ask me, but it's where it is in the record store, where it, every little group had its own subgenre. Mm -hmm. So ultimately it was put in the record store under punk rock, but then there's like East Bay Hardcore, Midwestern Punk, Southeastern, like No Idea Punk. There's all these different types of like stereotypical things with these stereotypes or genres within their subgenres. And I yeah. think that there's probably subgenres of stereotypes. Right. Right? And so if that's how I look at everything, because when I would go to shows, I would sit and I would people watch and I would go, who are they here to see? I bet you I can tell by their hat, their shirt, their pants, their shoes, the way they carry themselves, what beer they're drinking, you know, right. who are they there to see? You can all you could almost tell it was like you line up over here, and you line up over here. It's like they were given a uniform on I get it. Yeah. I just don't think it's a stereotype. Okay. That's all. Agree to disagree. Sure. Um, I would say that... It's evidence. Yeah. You're using evidence. So if you saw... If you so... That's why I don't think stereotypes, to be perfectly honest with you, yeah. I think there are very few real stereotypes. I think that very few things are actual stereotypes. Grand stereotypes, if you will, like all fat people are lazy. Right. Right? So, but even that statement. I don't think fat people is the correct nomenclature, dude. Whatever. People that are fat know they're fat. It's not like they look at, it's not like I'm telling somebody Calorically something. Calorically challenged. Yeah. yeah. Rubenesque. Whatever you want to call them. The point is, is that... There is evidence that would lead you to the conclusion mm -hmm. that that person is this way because they lack the motivation to not be that way. A lack of motivation could also be characterized as laziness. Mm -hmm. And so, that's not to me, a, and this is one of my grand problems in the world. Mm -hmm. So, this is why I'm probably having an issue right now because as you well know I my filter is broken and I don't mind saying things that other people won't say but the reason that I don't shy away from saying them is because just because I tell you that you're you know a beautiful princess yeah doesn't make it true yeah it doesn't matter the truth is the truth is the truth and when the evidence leads to a conclusion, what am I supposed to say? And then people say, well, that's a stereotype. No, a stereotype to me What is the is, dictionary? I'm going to look it up. What yeah, look it? it up. But, I'm you curious. know, there are races that people have said, well, that entire race is stupid. Yeah. That is definitely a stereotype. Mm -hmm. There is no evidence 
anywhere that could lead to a conclusion that all of one race is stupid. It just doesn't exist. A widely held but fixed or oversimplified image or idea of a particular type of person or thing. The stereotype of the woman as a carer, nurturer. Right. Um, Let's see. Verb. View or represent as a stereotype. The city is too easily stereotyped as an industrial wasteland. So here's the thing that I love about this, because stereotypes are often vilified. You know, very often people will say, well, that's just a stereotype, right? Yeah. A relief printing plate cast in a mold made from composed type or original plate. Right. That's where it comes from. I never heard. Because it's... Right, because it's... Cookie cutter, if you will. It's a replicated... Yeah. Yeah thing. And yet, so the point is is that I, I think that stereotypes often get a bad rap because I think that there are there are some very negative stereotypes out there. That is true. Yep. And stereotypes can be dangerous. But I also think that stereotypes are literally what they're core to our survival as human beings. They're because, part of the lizard brain they call it. Well, exactly. Because there are certain dogs that people see and they go, ooh, keep that that dog away from me. Yeah, (laughs) no way, right? There's a reason, though. Yeah. That those dogs, for whatever reason, over a period of time, showed enough aggressive tendencies Mm -hmm. to cause people to believe that an encounter or interaction with the dog Mm -hmm. would lead to harm of some sort. Sure. So the stereotype came about. Now, does that mean that all pit bulls are bad and you shouldn't no it doesn't mean that no however people who hold that belief have a greater likelihood of avoiding incident with a, an aggressive dog than do people who just go all oh, dogs are wonderful Woo-hoo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pet 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 Arr! you yeah. know and then you got no hand and you know how much of now you have a stereotype about people with no hands <laughs> now you got to suffer from that how much of stereotyping do you think? It, well, I guess it would almost it would be all of it because it, it has to be taught. It's all learned. It's all learned behavior because if you don't know, you don't know. But if you got rid of all stereotypes, my three-year-old daughter has no stereotypes. Right. None about anyone. But she's developing them slowly every yep. day. Because and that's why I say if you got rid of all stereotypes right now, bam, they were all gone. You could erase them from people's minds. Yeah. One year from now, they'd all be back. Yeah. Now. Some would would not come back because those experiences would not exist just, again. I, I think a better way to say that would probably be a good majority of them would be back. Well, yeah. they all wouldn't come back. New stereotypes would, yes. would come into play. Yeah. There's always new stereotypes. And that's why you see younger people who hear what older people say with their stereotypical, especially when you talk about prejudices yeah. and racism, yeah. and... You hear younger people hear what older people say, and they go, "What?" I like, love the idea of that? changing a stereotype, though, because a, this that's ste- why they're generational. The stereotype of a nerd is has not changed. The stereotype of a nerd has not changed, but the perception of its value, 
the stereotype's value has changed. Because when we yes. were kids, it was terrible. It to be was a nerd. terrible. You get your ass kicked constantly. Yeah. And you you were you know Revenge of the Nerds. Yep. Right. Now nerds are now cool. it's super cool to be a nerd. Yeah. Like off the charts cool. And that's and not cool to be like a jock or something. And like, what changed you know? that? Experiences. Right? Experiences change that. The Experiences in pop culture. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. but that's an experience. Yeah. You, you know, so when we were kids, you didn't see somebody like the Big Bang Theory. There yeah. were no characters on TV that no. looked like them. Mm-mm. There was no people like that. And if like they that. were, they were getting beat up. Yeah, they weren't celebrated. No. They weren't, you know, but now they have those kind of people. That's a really and good idea. So, there was a transition there. I mean, like, forget about look at Urkel. He was kind of like the in between of that. Right. Was Urkel. He started to be the, the cool. nucleus of nerd genesis. culture. I hope not. Was he, he was the, the genesis? <laughs> he, was, he, he was the genesis of nerd cool. Um, I don't know. But the point is, is that that's what's really interesting about stereotypes and why young people and old people seldomly hold the same stereotypes yeah. because they have different experiences. Mm-hmm. This is why I say stereotypes get a negative connotation or are thought of negatively because sometimes I think people want to think of them negatively because it's like, oh, it's terrible. Yeah. It's not terrible. It might not always be pleasant, Yeah. but it's the same reason that we taste things differently and smell things differently. You know, if you have an odor, this is a really weird one, but it's very similar, <laughs> but odors... Yeah. To two different people are different. Are different. Yeah. Because if you smelled shit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And but from the time you were little and you always smelled it, yeah. at the same time someone gave you a hug, yeah. you would ha- smell it and get a positive you, reaction. But as children, we're taught, ew, gross, especially yeah. in America. Ah, yucky, yeah. disgusting, terrible. Ah. And so you smell it and you're like, oh, the moment do. somebody lights a cigarette, that first tip of paper burn at the tip of a cigarette is one of the most pleasurable smells on earth to me. Yeah. Because I smoked it one time. Also, because... It's a pleasure response. Because we grew up... It's a bell. Around people... Who smoked. Who smoked. Yeah. And a lot of our positive moments as children were standing at the feet of somebody who just lit a cigarette. Yeah. And their attitude changed when they lit that cigarette. Yeah. They were happy. Yeah. They did their thing. It's like perfume. Yeah. People love perfume. I hate it. Many men smelt. You know why we hate it? Because our mom our bathes mom. in it. Because our mom. <laughs> and anymore, not so much, but not when so we were much. kids. Yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. And that is it. Yeah. And we hate it now. I can't As an adult. It. No, I can't be around. No, my wife loves wearing it. No. And I, I'll puke. My wife won't wear it. Yeah. Because I've you know told what, you know what else? Divorce. Uh, lipstick. Not a lipstick. I, I, I don't like lipstick I either. I hate it because mom would always grab my drink, drink from something, it, and there'd be lipstick yeah. in my straw. Yep. It was like drinking crayons. Yep. yep. And that is why, to this day, <laughs> if I meet, you know, and I'm obviously married now but you know when I was single (laughs) you know if you meet or even now you know I see somebody that's got lipstick and is all done up and got perfume on and I immediately just go "Ah, barf and they look beautiful some poor bastard has to be married to this woman they look beautiful that's all I think but gross yeah gross (laughs) I know it's gross right yeah so again stereotypes are this interesting thing there are so few of them is that a stereotype though or is that a it is I think, a, I think in your brain you're linking it because you're linking like if you see someone with lipstick, you're 
remembering your mom, you're like, oh, they're gonna dirty my glass. I don't want to be around that. So like, that's. So I'm. Am I stereotyping that person, or or would you call that something else? Well, no, it is. It's a stereotype, and that's the interesting part of it is that you have these massive stereotypes that stretch across, like let's say our entire country. Yeah. There are stereotypes. And so you have those, those are the ones that people always talk about. But each individual, based on your set of experiences, has their own stereotypes mm -hmm. that they've built. Yeah. And so, just like you and I just said, we see a certain kind of woman, and we immediately in our head go, ooh, she's that. Yeah. That's Aaron Hodgett. Oh, I still love Game of Thrones. Coming back on soon. Um, it is, I saw that. Um, Oregon is a good example of that. Like, anyone that lives outside of Oregon, yeah. look at us, we're a red state with a blue strip. Sure. You know, so yeah. everyone looks and stereotypes Oregon as red state. Yeah. Unless you live in Portland. That's the only part they associate to the blue strip. Right. One but of the most... If you say you're from Portland, yeah. they think you're on that show Portlandia, and they think you play... <laughs> but uh, I don't care where I travel in the country. People say, where are you from? And I go, oh, Oregon. And they're like liberals yeah and, I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, and i always have to tell people i'm yeah. like dude outside of portland that's a tiny tiny like the tiny. rest of the it's state where the population is, is right yeah it is the way that that we're you know usually vote in the state because yeah. the mass of our population yeah. is centered in one area yeah but yeah you know um, it, it, it that's again stereotype one of the most but that's based on very little evidence there is yeah. where stereotypes to me get dangerous because that's based on a graphic that they saw Wolf Blitzer put up on CNN one night. Yeah. That's their entire thing or Portlandia. I'd like, I wish I could pull this up, but um, there's a website called punknews.org and they put up a, like, like a key, like a, like an infographic you would see on the news, right? But it was a, it was like a, a guide to defining the different genres of punk rock. Uh -huh. Right, and it stuck with me so hardcore because it it was so perfect. I mean, it was perfectly dialed, and those stereotypes are one hundred percent true. <laughs> and yeah. oh, was it like yeah. the the person and what they're wearing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like the cut off jeans. It was the, beard the, punk. Or core. Guys. Yeah, or core. Thank or you. Core, yeah. And it was like the uh, the cut off jean shorts, the 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 low top Alkaline converse, alkaline trio tattoo. The, <laughs> in the same spot, yep. and the unkempt beard and the trucker hat and the t-shirt, two sizes too small, right? It was like a whole thing, messenger bag, it, paps with a koozie. It was, it was, I looked at it and I went, oh shit, that's me at but the it's, time. But it's right? multiple points of evidence that lead to a proposed conclusion. And so, correct. And so what I did... What I did with that was I saw it and I looked at it and I went, oh, dude, they like, they got me pegged, right? And I started looking through it and I was like, this is so interesting because it's so perfect. And they had people pegged like I'd never experienced before. Mm -hmm. And it, it impacted me like majorly. And it's what I do to this day when I'm looking at like for our business and what we do. Like if you take, uh, you take, um, uh, Cinder, for example, the waterfowl community. Mm -hmm. You can break that up into different segments by geographical location. Well, yeah, how you hunt. 
how you marsh hunt. hunters, rice but field then, hunters. Correct. You know, and then you go, but it's also broken. It's not necessarily by just geographic location. That's the first aspect, and then you break it down to okay. Now you've got not only geography, but you have the uh, current political landscape of that geography. Is this in the Bible Belt? Okay, now that's another aspect. Well, you can, you know, I can look at a picture and tell you if a guy's a rich guy weekend hunter, yeah. or if it's an everyday like real deal duck hunter Ex- in the same town. I Ex- can tell you exactly. Exactly, who they are. but like for Cinder, we have a lot of customers in the Midwest and this in the South, and they don't wear black and gray like we wear black and gray up here. Nope. So they want teals and like salmon colored shirts and things like that. They like that Gulf Coasty feel. And okay, well, why is that? It's the region. It's it's the cultural norms. It's the food. It's the weather. It's like I mean, it's a, a barrage of different things. Mm-hmm. And then that does that though just classify somebody in a genre, or is that stereotyping somebody? No, it's all as a ge- like almost geographical stereotype. It is stereotyping, but like I said, I think that the very first thing that people have to think of when they think of stereotyping is they go, okay, you're stereotyping somebody. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay. Yeah. So, and people, you know, people can say, well, that's bad. No, it's not. No, it's not. I think <clears throat> the problem is stereotyping yeah. gets a very negative, has a very negative connotation. It gets a bad rap. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I mean, listen, if I drive through oh, under this bridge over here mm-hmm. and there's a van with all the windows covered up, I don't assume that he's in there doing something good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I know it's a stereotype. But that's part of the lizard That's That's your safety mechanism. Right. That's why I say stereotypes are things that we develop <clears throat> as human beings. Yeah. All animals have them. Yeah. You, have you ever seen a dog? I'm sure you have. You've seen a dog, right? Yeah. No, but, <laughs> but a dogs that will bark at certain people? Yeah. They'll bark at only certain people. Yeah. They just lose their mind when they see someone in shorts or a yeah. mailman or yeah. somebody of a certain race. Like yeah. it, something happened to that dog. Yeah. It is a stereotype. Mm-hmm. That dog is seeing and going, that equals this. Stereotype. Oh, All of those. We had a dog that. That, that could not stand women. We had to get rid of her. Yeah. Cookie. Yeah. Remember Cookie? Yeah. Cookie had to go. And she just could not stand women. Yeah. It was it sucked. There's something but again, it is a stereotype. That dog thinks women equal bad. bad. Yeah. Right? Now, is that true? No. Of course not. But that dog developed that yeah. over time because of a series of events that led the dog to believe, hey, it's easier. Like personal evolution. When yeah. and here's the thing. At a point when you're an animal trying to survive, yeah. it is easier to make a conclusion about all things sure. and just go, all right, I, I don't have time <clears throat> or energy to go, are you bad? Are you bad? Yeah. Are you, you just go, not all bad. Well, it's harder. It's path of least resistance. The path of least resistance is to just go, women, bad. Yep. For the dog, right? Yeah. And um, not for me. The, correct. The hard part, though, because I don't think humans are capable of not having stereotypes. You ever hear somebody that's like, I never stereotype people. Yeah, shut oh, up. Oh, shit. Shut up. Everyone does it. I stereotype it's, them as idiots. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's how you react to your initial 
stereotypical thought, right? Yeah, it's, it's what exactly you do with it. it. It's what you do with it, right? You, because if you don't have stereotypes, you're probably not very far from being dead. Because like you said to me, you said to me, if I came across you and I didn't know you, I would go, eh, mm -hmm. not interested, mm -hmm. right? However, if you got to know me, you might find that I was like your best friend. Yeah, probably not. But no, but seriously, just though. Kidding. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're right. And that's the <clears throat> that's the point. I think it's what you do with the stereotype. Yeah. Right? And so it's okay to look at somebody and say, I'm suspicious of this person. Yeah. yeah. You know? But then what do you do with that? Yeah. Do you say, I'm suspicious of this person and I'm just going to not talk to him? Or do you say, I'm going to keep my guard up a little, mm -hmm. but I'm going to introduce myself and then find out, oh, look at that. We have much more in common than I thought we would. Facebook ads, ads in general, are completely stereotypical. Absolutely. Because you're literally just finding a segment. And it's called segments when you're doing it. Right. You know? I mean, McDonald's makes commercials for black people. Mm -hmm. Like, they will never say that, but... Well, you can tell. It's, it's so obvious it's that that's during, what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they air them at different times in different locations, and the whole right. entire cast is black. Now, I'm not offended by that. I get it. They, you know, they, I, I guess they're trying to target a certain demographic of people. Okay, fine. But the problem is, is that it's not for, and I think this is where people, and I, you know, I really desperately don't want to go down a road of race stuff. No, I totally but, agree. But, yeah. Where that gets dangerous yeah. is that is not a commercial for black people. That is a commercial for a subset of the black community. Yes, yeah. And that is Better where said. people get, yeah. you know, things get, and it's a fine line yeah. between being insulting mm -hmm. and being savvy advertisers. Well, that's Because like there are shows that I, you know, I'll be watching TV and then all of a sudden, this other show will come on. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the ads get way different. Yeah. And I'm like, it, I'm like, I know, like, this doesn't affect me, but, like, I'm offended on behalf of other people. <laughs> I feel like, that way when I see, um, when I see, uh, like, um, my wife likes to watch Criminal Minds and stuff like that, right? And the stereotypical terror, terrorist, right, is always... Like the cookie cutter, yeah. Middle Eastern looking right. guy, right? Yeah. Somebody with brown skin. Correct. Yep. And what does that do to contribute to Islamophobia and all these? Never mind things, that most right? terrorism in the United States is done by middle class white people. Exactly. But but if we if we it's statistically true. Um, if you and you know like we said not to go down the race road. Right. But. I think that's valid. It's a valid point. It's I mean, offensive. Yeah, yeah. That to and me is a stereotype because what they did. It, it, now again, why do they do that? Right. Yeah. Well, they do that because previously, uh, and which wasn't even true. Yeah. Really, but that's what you saw. Mm -hmm. Was that okay? Oh, remember yes. MacGyver? MacGyver uh, was the worst. Yeah, MacGyver and all that. <laughs> but again, even the ads that you see, mm -hmm. you know, like I was noticing, and I, you know, I saw something that was interesting the other day because there was a, um, and and I love when things fly in the face of everything else. But 
you know, the, like I said, with the ads that you see on those shows, mm-hmm. they're stereotyping who's watching the show. Yeah. Now, it's evidence. It's they based have, on evidence. They yeah. have evidence. Mm-hmm. And they go, based on the evidence we see, these people watch this show and those people like this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put this ad out there. Yeah. Right? Those are all stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And that's all advertising is. Mm-hmm. It's a big, giant stereotype. Yeah. Multiple. Sometimes, though, mm-hmm. they roll the dice. And they land yeah. a bad one. Yeah. And it happens, mm-hmm. you know. Now, what I think is really cool is when you see that people just say, we don't care. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Because the last two weeks during Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. I have seen an ad for healthcare.gov. Uh-huh. Right? Affordable care. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. But the ad is... Two gentlemen mm-hmm. that are in a committed relationship and yeah. talking about getting married to one another. Yeah. And I'm like, boy, did you guys just take a... During Monday Night Football. A Monday Night Football, yeah. like a, a, a male-dominated, yeah. you know, yeah. masculinity festival yeah. and just go, here you go. Take that and grow up, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's cool. Sometimes yeah. people yeah. do stuff like that. And, you know, it's funny. I'm And I will admit, the first time I saw it, I went... What is this? Yeah. In the middle of my Monday night football. Yeah. And then I went, well, I don't care. Yeah. Why? Well, you know, but I, you know, it, it's, but it's different. It's different. Yeah. And, it, you know, to the point of what I was saying earlier, I think that what is, has really been interesting, you know, we at the ages of 38 and 40 mm-hmm. are in a very unique spot in history. Yeah. Because our experiences as children versus our experiences now are maybe more different than any, any other, other generation, generation that ever lived. Now, I think that people could argue that, you know, you look at somebody like our grandmother who was born when there wasn't even telephones in every house or power, and then she died when people had iPhones in their pockets. True, but technology-wise, but socially... Philo- so- socially and philosophically... I think you're correct. Her, she lived most of her life until she was old, and then she didn't care. Yeah. But I mean, where she was still thinking and doing and, and, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, doing all in our lives, we've gone from and especially in the places that we've moved. Yeah. You know, from where we grew up to where we live now, mm-hmm. not only have we seen a complete change, the world has gone from this massive place to this tiny place overnight. Yeah. Technology has gone from, you know incremental leaps forward to I mean literally when we were kids our phone went you know to the point of like hey we could watch cable TV you know on a slide box thing to all the way to I just watch TV yeah squiggly porn the squiggly porn channel that I lived for but now I can watch TV on this thing that I carry around with clarity anytime I want remember the lady with in the wind oh it was just so good I do remember the lady (laughs) I recorded squiggly porn and I had it yeah it was great but the point is is that my stereotypes and I won't say the words that I but there were words very hurtful derogatory words that I used Mm -hmm. growing up to describe people of different races different sexual orientations all these different things yeah that there were words that I used regularly mm-hmm. and never thought twice about it. Yeah. Didn't even understand the implication or what I was really saying. No. You know, 
in fairness to myself, I, I, you know, I was never a hateful person, but I was taught these words were okay to yeah. use. And now as an adult, I have learned that these things are not right yeah. and that my stereotypes were all wrong. Yeah. That the evidence that was being given to me had led me to a conclusion that was incorrect. So I think that's the other thing about stereotypes that's very, very interesting is, yes, they are opinions based on evidence. Mm-hmm. They, it is an opinion based on a group of occurrences, factors, all these different things that lead to that, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to, as an adult... You have to look and say, wait a minute, was I being given bad information? Yeah. Were, were, because it doesn't make it less valid. They were true to me at the time. Yeah. I thought that people who had intimate relationships with someone of the same sex were bad people. Yeah. I was taught that those were bad people. Yeah. They were going to hell, mm-hmm. which is okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but all the different things yeah. that, that were locked in there that, you know, that I was taught. So it made sense for me to say gay equals bad. Yeah. And that was that was my logic. But then much like a scientist or a mathematician that can't figure out an equation or comes to a conclusion on an equation and somebody comes in and goes, "Hey, you missed this part." And you plug in that number and you go, "Uh-oh. Oh. My number's totally different." <laughs> yeah. Right? The light bulb goes off. And that's that's where yeah. I think you know, there's this push-pull when it comes to stereotypes. I think they're tremendously important for the survival and success of human beings. Yeah. But I think you have to be very, very careful where you get your evidence from that leads to your conclusion. I think what's, uh, and we should probably wrap this up soon, but I think what's interesting to me as a brand guy, what brands you stereotype somebody with. Right, so if somebody sees steelhead. You know, probably there are preconceived stereotypes, right, of what that type of person is out in the world. I've seen them. There's memes. You know, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of stuff. Sure. Same with Patagonia. Same with Monster Energy Drink. Same with Starbucks. I mean, you could go on and on and on and on and on. You see somebody with a with a Patagonia Fitzroy Trout sticker on the back of their car, you immediately go. I got you pegged. Yeah. Know who you are. But so, that could be totally false. Yeah. It's not just brands, though. Same like when I go to a concert and I see someone wearing a shirt that they got, just got at the show, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been yeah. to a show before. Yeah. They need to go to hundreds and they just like buying a shirt and putting it right on. Exactly. Yeah. But you like, assume something. Guy, yeah. you, know? <laughs> you assume something. You yeah. immediately think they're just a dope. Yeah. Yeah. Instantaneously. Yeah. I do the same thing. If yeah. I see somebody at a show wearing the shirt of the show, where I'm yeah. like, yeah. Come on, yeah. Yeah. first time being at a show, man. Yeah. Like you never, yeah, no. Well, I mean, but there are there are stereotypes for Oregon Beavers fans, stereotypes for Oregon Duck fans. I mean, there's a stereotypical, stereotypical wrestling fan. I guess for me, my final thought on this topic is that the old adage is true. You cannot judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Because... I guarantee you, if somebody saw me walking down the street and they stereo put me in a stereotype, that if they sat down and they had a conversation with me, they would find out that I'm quite different than what they thought I am by looking at me. Yeah. And I think that that's true of most people. 
I disagree with that, but I, yeah. I can go with your point. I think most people actually fall right in their stereotype. Yeah. That you know, I you meet them and I go, yeah, okay, exactly what I thought is what I got. But I think that exceptional people, I and I believe this to be true. Yeah. I think that if you meet a person, same way I feel about brands. Mm-hmm. If you find a brand, Volcom. Mm-hmm. Volcom's just everywhere. I see Volcom on skaters. Yeah. I see Volcom on people at music, you know, at concerts of all different kinds. We got a picture the other day of a guy duck hunting or fishing or something, yeah. had an awesome Volcom hoodie on. I mm-hmm. remember looking at it, and I was like, this is cool. Uh, the North Face, mm-hmm. same thing. See it on everybody of all different kinds. Now, there's a there's a Northwest North Face kind of person, yeah. but I see the North Face on everybody, on all kinds of different stuff. You know, there are certain brands that stay out of that. And I think as a human being, I this is something I pride myself on. Yeah. Let people think what they want. Do not fall into the stereotype. The last thing I want to be seen as in my life mm-hmm. is a stereotype of a 40-year-old white guy from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And I'm not. Yeah. And you know that to be true. Yeah. I have friends that... All kinds of weird corners. Yeah. I get into some odd stuff. Yeah. You know? And I, I do it on purpose because I think that the one of the most dangerous things you can be is a stereotype. You is allow yourself and I'll I'll end by saying this. I was at Zoomies last night. Great example. At Zoomies buying Volcom jeans. Yeah. Right? Now I fit in at Zoomies about as well as I do at Maiden Form. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> But I was in there, and I was by, my, and there was these two girls behind the counter, and they were incredibly different, but they obviously were buddies and, and all this. And I got to talking to them, and the one was saying, "Well, I'm this and I'm that," and the other one was like, "Well, I'm this and blah." And we were talking. And I said, "Listen, shut up, <laughs> both of you." Yeah. I was like, "Stop being what everyone expects you to be. Be what you are." Be great at what you are Mm -hmm. and realize that you guys are way different. You stand here and you've told me all the ways that you guys are like, we're we're two peas of the same. And I'm like, no, no, no. I said, this one over here is nuts. And I said, you're you're like, I should be on medication crazy. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, actually, I'm I'm supposed to be. And I go, yeah, "Yeah, I know. It took me about six (laughs) seconds to figure out where you're coming from. Yeah. And I said, you're the other one. Take care of each other. Be strong where the other one's weak, and you'll be just fine. Yeah. But stop being what everybody thinks you are. Now, did I know we were going to talk about this today? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. It's just an interesting story. Yeah. But the point is, is that I I truly believe one of the most dangerous things you can do is to fall into the stereotypes. And we, in this company, yeah. have, at every step, tried to never be the stereotype yeah. of what an outdoor company is. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't ever been, and even as I say it, that's nothing we've ever said to one another. That's nothing we've ever actually... It's not in our mission statement. No, or anything. we've yeah. never yeah. actually said we're going to always try and avoid the stereotype. Mm-hmm. But much like you said, as people, that's something that's core to you and I. We don't want to be a stereotype. We don't care what you think we are. We are what we say we are. Yeah. 
And I think that that's true of everybody. And if you stop thinking about stereotypes, stop worrying about stereotypes and what they are and what they're not and blah, 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 just stop and just say, hey, I'm going to be me. I'm going to do this the best way that I can. You're going to be just fine. I add a quick caveat to my statement, though. When I say that if you've actually gotten down and talked to people, you would find out that they are a lot different than what your stereotype of them is. Mm-hmm. I think that many people project a certain stereotype as pro- protection or as a, a way of fitting in when they're really quite different on the inside. Well, it's easy. You know, but once you get to know somebody... Like, I, I stereotyped when I first met my wife, like the very first time I met her, before we were even dating or anything, I stereotyped her, and she pretty much proved to me that she was that type of person. And then I got to sit down and talk with her. I got to really ask some questions and understand who she was, and I realized that I was wrong and she was wrong. She was just doing what was convenient at the time. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm talking about. Well, it's very easy. That's the easiest way to go in life. Yeah. And when you look at me and all my closest, oldest friends, mm-hmm. I am like Sesame Street. Yeah. You know, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> the red dot I mean, on the page because dots. they all look mm-hmm. in the same, and I don't. Yeah. And they all talk in the same, and I don't. Yeah. But when you dig down to these guys, they're not all the same nope. either. No, they're not. They just, but it's easy. Mm-hmm. We come from an area where it's so easy to just drop into the stereotype mm-hmm. because it, you don't have to answer questions. Mm-hmm. You don't have, people don't call you names. I got called every name in the book my whole, because why? Because I refused to be the stereotype. Yeah. Now, I love all these people, and I didn't have any problem with them. I never yeah. asked them to be anything other than they were yeah. what they were, yeah. but I didn't want to be mm-hmm. that. And so I got made fun of, I got screwed with, I yeah. got all these things. Because I didn't take the easy road. Yeah. The easy road would have been for me to just be the stereotype. Yeah. What's well, the, the, the flip side of what you were talking about earlier? When you see someone, or, you know, you put that stereotype on them, you say, maybe I don't want to talk to them. If you put that stereotype on yourself, you're going to attract people that you're, you know, yeah. people that you wanted, you know, rejecting or pushing away the people you don't want. Yeah. Wouldn't you're exactly story? right, man. And that's the whole thing is, you know, be, I don't know. I, you just got to be what you are, and you got to not let people put you in that stereotype. Because if you fall into that stereotype, man, it's it's bad news. It's super bad news. All right, there that's, you go. That's what I got. I'd like to just final thoughts. My Jerry Springer final thoughts. Oh, cool. Um, I want everyone to know how amazing um, Mikey's t-shirt is right now. I think you should get in front of the camera and show people is how great. Way? Yeah. <laughs> the big Lebowski. Let's just, let's just, how amazing Mikey is. Yes. Thank you, Mikey, for all of your help with the podcast. Yeah, as we go into Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. This is going to go out today. So anyone listening today, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, enjoy it for what it is. Don't and we have Thanksgiving together, you yep. and me. Yep. Because we don't see nearly enough of one another. <laughs> we, so. Dude, you know, we joke about that, but we don't. Well, we don't. We um, have no quality time. We have a lot of quantity time. <laughs> we have a lot of quantity, quantity but very time, little but 
yeah. quality time. We have a great deal of quantity time. Yeah, and yeah. really, I mean, honest, other than the podcast, during the day, I might talk to you for 15 minutes. Yeah, we don't talk that much. No, because we got other shit going on, different stuff. So that'll be nice. Yeah, um, no, you're right. Okay, well, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Enjoy happy it with your family and you. friends and strangers and anybody else that you invite over. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited too. I'm gonna eat some ham. Uh, see, this I like. I had to have some tranquility for my afternoon. You know what I mean? This is such a great record. It's like this has got to go down in like one of the most beginning to end, well put together albums of all time. It's, it's, it's like 12 hits on one record. Every song's a hit. Well, that's why I was telling you the new uh, Death Cab, Death Cab album, start to finish. It's, it's not this. It's not, it's not no. as good as this. No, no, but, yeah. No, but I, I have to say, man, I hope you love, as I go into Thanksgiving, I, I, you know, this is, I'm thankful for music. That's what, That's what we should do. Yeah, we're going to end this podcast nine times before we actually end it. Yeah. Mikey, what are you thankful for? Oh, uh, creative people that I can be around on a regular basis and inspire me. Awesome. That's a good one. Yep. Well, it's like I was just saying, man. What makes you better? Yeah. Other people. Other influences. You're thankful for Me and Mikey are not two people that would ever normally probably have crossed paths, huh. but we did. I, I thought you hated me. <laughs> That's and how I stereotyped you. I was like, I <laughs> my whole life. My whole life. Everybody's thought that. But I think it's great because, you know, Mikey and I, um, I think, have come to have a really cool uh, relationship. And I think that I learn things from him and he learns things from me. And I think that we've come to really appreciate one another. That's so, great. That's cool. Um, like I said, I, I, I'm. First, first and foremost, I'm thankful for my wife and my son. Yeah. Every single day, mm-hmm. I love them. They drive me insane. <laughs> and um, but it is a brand of crazy that I would not trade for anything in the world. Yeah. And uh, so that's the number one thing I'm thankful for. But the second thing that I am thankful for is, honest to God, it's music, songs yeah. like this, yeah. and, and 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 because and music I play and music I write and just music in general. I honestly think that music at a point probably saved my life and um, continues to be the thing that always can bring me to my center. Great. What's yours? Uh, Obviously, my family. Um, I am, with a caveat, I am extremely thankful that uh, Rosie, who yesterday turned two months old, was born healthy, with no issues. I mean, we couldn't have asked for an easier, more pleasant experience all the way around, from the people at the hospital to everything. It's such a frightening thing bringing a human into the world, right? Yeah. Especially now. But it just went so great, and I'm super thankful for that, because one little thing could send the whole thing off the rails. So that's fantastic. I'm super thankful for that. And obviously, Laurel and Kat, who are <laughs> my girls, man. I love them. Um, 
But other than that, I'm thankful for this business. Yeah. And our customers. And I know that sounds cheesy, but I get to go to work every day. And even though it can be tough and all those things, I get to go to work every single day and do something that fulfills me on multiple levels. It's creative, it's challenging, there's business aspects of it. I enjoy every single person that works with us here, all of them. I enjoy the fact that I get to come in here and work with you every day, even though there are times where we wanna knock each other's heads in, it, at the end of the day, I leave and I go, I wouldn't have it any other way. Because without that, we probably actually would knock each other's heads in. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm extremely thankful for that. I have not a lot of money. I do not have a fantastically extravagant home. I don't have a lot of things, but I am so freaking happy and content. I don't not want more because I'm always striving for better and more, but I'm not envious of anyone. In fact, I'm, I'm embarrassed that some people are envious of me. Well, if you take money out of the conversation, we're two of the richest people on Earth, 100%. So, I look at it that way. Happy Thanksgiving. Love you.